Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Happy New Year, guys. It's great to have you on the first day. How many people made it till midnight? Wow. I made it till like 11 something. The New York midnight, we made it. We made it. Now it's great to, to be here today. I was thinking about um, all the hype on, you know, New Year's. Like, like yesterday was last year, today is this year. And uh, it's just another day. If that's how you treat it, it'll just be another day. But we have an opportunity with a blatant cam- canvas in 2023 to literally make it the best year of our life. And so I struggle with that sometimes, but I've determined to make this year and today different than yesterday and decided to, to, to view a blank slate in front of me because vision is so very important. I think Pastor Jenny said it, without a vision, the people perish. They run wild. They cast off restraint because there's no direction keeping you in line. There's no boundaries. So you just do whatever you want to do because you ain't got a vision for your life. Vision um, is so important, and it comes from the Word of God, like Pastor Jurgen said. It comes from the house of God. And for me, every Sunday is Vision Sunday. I want God to speak to me about something new every week. He's always doing something new. It's a matter if we're in tune or not with Him. But what I've learned uh, with with vision is when people lack vision, it's because they lack hope. They lack hope. Hope is, inspires vision. And God is a God of hope. And for you to have hope in God, you have to first know that God is good and know that God loves you and know that he wants to give you good things. How do you hope in a God that you're worried about what he's gonna give you? Bible says he didn't withhold his only son. How much more would he wanna give you with him all things? He wants to give you things, even little things even little desires that you've been believing for. He wants to give you those things. And, and he's, a, he's a good God. Um, my wife and I right now are kind of in the in-between miracles. Bible says go from faith to faith. So there's like, a, there's a little gap between the faith and the faith, the glory and the glory. There's a little gap. Some people call it the meantime because it can be mean, you know. It's like, because you're waiting and you're trying to be patient. So we're, we're in the middle of, of a miracle. And we sold our house last year based on a word that we got from God and we didn't know where we were going to go. Kind of like Abraham, you know, get out of your tent. I'll show you where you're going to go when you get out. So we did that. And I was thinking just a few weeks ago, man, what if I missed that? What if that wasn't God's word? I got a wife. I got three kids. What if that wasn't God? You know what I felt the Holy Spirit tell me? Even if you missed it, God is still good. He still wants to bless you. Even in your attempt to be obedient, he still wants to bless you. Like God's not so small that if you misinterpret something, he can't bless you. He is good. He is, he is good. He is good. He is good. But, but here's the thing. So, so let me just go backwards. I'm, I'm watching this, this, um, this documentary right now called Last Chance You. Anybody watching that? No? Scotty, you got to watch this. Last Chance You. It's a documentary about a junior college, and basically the premise of the documentary is there's all these D1 talented athletes, you know, all these guys that have a dream and a vision um, and a hope 
to go D1 in college in whatever sport it is or, or even get drafted uh, professionally. And so what this show is about is about all these guys from all over the country who are these high-level prospects who, for whatever reason, dropped out of college and now they're at a junior college. So be it drugs, addictions, fights, um, didn't graduate, whatever, bad grades. So they get put back into these junior colleges for their last chance. It's like their last chance to be successful. It's like their last chance to graduate or, or make a life for themselves. And most of them um, grew up very rough. Most of them don't have dads. Um, so they go through all these guys' lives. And there's this, this one kid who in sixth grade was being touted as the next LeBron James. In sixth grade. He's dunking in games in sixth grade. So he's got this hope and this vision to go to college for a year and then go pro. It's like one year in college and go pro. Well, something happened. He made some bad decisions, and I know why, because his upbringing is terrible. He doesn't have a dad. No one's showing him what to do. In the show, it, it talks about how he hadn't even been home in six years. So he's during the show, he, he doesn't know where his next meal is necessarily going to come from. He's at a JUCO. There's no scholarship. So he's, he doesn't know where he's going to sleep. He's bouncing from couch to couch. He's taking showers and community showers. His whole belongings, he can fit in his arms. This is the next LeBron James. And so he's in this, he's in, he's in this JUCO, this, this last chance for his life, trying to make a life for himself. And it shows him in this room, and there's a, like a, it looks like a, maybe a queen or a full-size bed that he's sharing with this other guy um, who's probably also like 6'5". There's clothes everywhere. The place is a mess. It's a disaster. And they're just kind of interviewing him. And he said, you know what? He said, it's kind of hard to see the vision when I'm dealing with all of these things. Because there's, he doesn't know where he's going to eat next, and he's trying to see himself a multimillionaire in the NBA. He's trying to see himself. And so one of the things that, that wars against vision is the cares of this world. One of the things that can shrink your life is the cares of this world. The Bible says this when talking about the Word of God. It says in Mark 4:19, and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things above the word of God entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. So the most powerful force in the world, the word of God can be choked and made unfruitful because of the cares of this world. That's why the Bible says, cast your cares on him, says the Lord, because he cares for you. We're not meant to carry this kind of pressure because it, 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 it comes against your vision. It blurs your vision. The reason people go blind with glaucoma is because of pressure in their eyes. We're not meant to carry all of this pressure because the more pressure that is on you, eventually you will go blind and you won't be able to see anymore. That's why we had Shredder Wednesday, so you can get rid of some stuff. You're not meant to carry stuff. Oppression means putting pressure on you, holding you down. Sometimes it's spiritual pressure you just need to get rid of because it's causing you to not be able to see what God wants you to see. But the, today I want to put hope in you. I want to put faith in you for, for, for 2023 so you can have the greatest year of your life. And I want to just kind of piggyback on one of Pastor Jurgen's scriptures that he used. The last one, Jeremiah 1, 9 and 10. It's one of my favorite passages of scripture. And uh, it says, Then the Lord put forth in his hand, or his hand, and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Jeremiah, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms. I think it's interesting that 
God put his word in his mouth, and then he said, see. He put his word in Jeremiah's mouth, and then the first thing he says is, see. The reason God did that is because if you don't have the word of God in your mouth, in your spirit, when he tells you what he's got for you, when he tells you the vision ahead of you, it will blow your mind, and you will think you can't achieve it. That's why he put the word in, and then he said, Jeremiah, see. Some of you today, God has given you a vision to be healed of cancer, healed of a disease, healed of pain, healed of terminal pain, terminal disease, where the doctors said there is no cure for this, but God's given you a vision. But then when you look at your life and you see that your body is riddled with sickness and pain, you're like, how is this going to happen? That's why you need the Word of God in your mouth. Because as soon as that comes, you can say, hold on a second. 1 Peter 2.24 says, I was healed by His stripes. The Bible says that the promises of God are life to those that find Him and health to all their flesh. Now you can see. Now you got hope and you can see what God told you. Because He put His Word in your mouth. And by the way, you don't have to have this memorized. If you have Jesus, you have the Word, because He is the Word. He's in you. You have access to it. Don't be intimidated. God may have shown you a vision this year that you're going to take territory, that you're going to buy a house, that you're going to buy another house, you're going to buy a business. And you might say, God, how am I going to do it? I don't have the money. The provision is not there, Chris Smith. How am I going to do it? But then when you, when you have the Word of God, you can close your eyes and you can say, hang on a second. The Bible says, everywhere the sole of my foot shall tread, God has already given it to me. The Bible says that he owns the cattle on a thousand hills, that he's Jehovah Jireh, that he is my provider, that all the silver and gold is his, says the Lord. Now all of a sudden, the blur goes away and you can see because you got the word in you. Maybe he told you your marriage was going to get better. Maybe he said your kids are going to come to Christ. Your family, your father, your mother was going to come to Christ. Maybe he told you you're going to get over addiction. But when you look at your life, you're saying, man, it's so far away. How am I going to do it? But because you got the word in your mouth, you can say salvation comes to me and my household. That I'm more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. That with him, nothing shall be impossible. That whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And then you can start to see again. Hope will rise up on the inside of you, and you can see what God has, has told you. And you can go in that direction. That's why he said, I put my word in your mouth. Because if you don't have his word, you're not going to be able to believe what God's about to do. He wants to do something big. He wants to do something powerful. This says, moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see a branch of an almond tree. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. Title of my message is, He's Ready. Say, He's Ready. Say, I'm Ready. Say, 2023 is going to be the greatest year of my life, because I'm ready, and He's Ready. So He comes to Jeremiah. Moreover, the Lord is saying to me, Jeremiah, what do you see? Here's what I found. That as soon as you start to see what God sees, he's going to start to see what you see. He's going, to, he's going to come and tell you what to see. And as soon as you align yourself with him and faith and hope hits your life, now you're going to start to think like him. Instead of him telling you what to see, he's going to say, hey, what do you see? 
and then he's going to see what you see. Then he's going to agree with you, and he is ready to perform his word this day. You know what an almond tree stands for, an almond branch? It buds before all the other trees, before all the other branches. The reason he said that is because Jeremiah is 13 or 14 years old, and he just told him he sent him over nations. That's way above his pay grade. It's way beyond his experience. That's why he said, do you see an almond tree? Because your time is now. I know you don't have the experience. I know you don't have the provision. I know you, it's above your pay grade, but the time is now. You are budding now. You have seen well, and I'm ready to perform my word. You don't need to be fully experienced when the word of God is in your mouth. When God speaks to you, the Bible says, go to warfare according to that word that he spoke to you and fight for that thing to come to pass. Fight for that thing to pass. Say, he's ready. He's ready, but you may be here and you may be on your last leg. You may be discouraged because the 2022 wasn't your year. Maybe you were believing for things. Maybe you felt like God gave you a word, but it never happened. It never happened. Maybe your life got crazy like that young man in the show and you're dealing with all of this stuff and you can't see anymore. Well, there's an old, there's an old idea that says as soon as you take your eyes off of Jesus, your life will sink. And it comes from Peter, the rock. Remember when he, God, Jesus comes to the disciples and he says, get in the boat and go across the sea. So when Jesus tells them that and they get in the boat and go across the sea, they're actually in the will of God. They're in the will of God. Even though there's water, there's wind, and there's waves, they're in the will of God. People think the will of God is nice and easy and, you know, gumdrops and rainbows. Sometimes there's some wind. Sometimes there's something contrary to what God's trying to do. So they're in the middle of the sea, in the will of God, but now all of a sudden, the cares of this world start to hit them. Desires for other things, deceitfulness of, all of a sudden, there's all these things, and they get fearful. And then Jesus walks right up to them, and they don't even recognize him. Because sometimes when you're looking at all the cares of the world, you're taking your eyes off of him, all of a sudden you can't even recognize Jesus when he's right there trying to help you. But then Jesus releases the word, and he says, it's me, no fear, I'm here. And then it, Peter gets hit with some faith, and he's like, is that that's really you, God? All right, come on, tell me to come. How many people wish they were in this scene in the Bible? Peter's like, oh. So he steps out, and he starts walking towards Jesus. His eyes are on Jesus. He's doing the miraculous. He's living in a world he shouldn't be living in. He shouldn't be, he should not be walking on water. I've tried it. But he's walking on water, and he's going towards Jesus, and all of a sudden, he looks to the right, and he looks to the left, and he feels the wind on his face, and all of a sudden, the cares of the world hit him. And all of a sudden, the word that Jesus spoke to him becomes unfruitful. And he takes his eyes off of Jesus, and he looks to the world, and he starts to sink. And then he cries out, and he says, Jesus, save me. Save me. And Jesus reaches down and saves them. I like that about Peter, because a lot of times in our life, when the, the cares of this world start to dominate and our life starts to sink or go into a descent. We don't cry out to Jesus. We cry out to the government or we cry out to our attorney or we cry out to the doctor or we cry out to the mentor. The problem with crying out to those people is they don't have the power to lift you out of the normal and into the miraculous. I don't want to live in the normal. 
I don't want to live with my, just my head above water. I want to step back into the miraculous, the water-walking world. That's your inheritance. That's our inheritance. They may be able to help you, but man, I want to live in the miraculous. And you, you may be like, but man, man, my dreams that I had, it's like they're dead. It's like they've, they've been killed. You got resurrection power. You got resurrection power. You don't need resurrection power unless something dies. And if something dies, now you access the power God has given you to resurrect it. Here's what I've learned. Sometimes you got to let something die and let God resurrect it so you know it's from him. If he doesn't resurrect it, come on, you don't think he can resurrect something? You don't think he can resurrect a relationship? You don't think he can resurrect an idea, a business? Come on. It's a God that got up by himself in the grave. Nobody resurrected him. He did. The Holy Ghost came and did it. The Holy Ghost came and did it. But Jesus wants to touch you today with vision. But we got to keep our eyes on him. We got to keep our eyes on Jesus. Cast those cares to him and keep your eyes on there and let you see. See, we, we, he, he is not looking at where you are. He's looking at where he's taking you. He lives outside of time. He can see where you're going. We look at location. He looks at destination. He's taking you somewhere. That's what he wants you to see today, and he's ready to perform his word. No accident in the Bible, New Testament especially. The most popular miracle is turning blind eyes into open eyes, is healing the blind. Seven times we see Jesus healing the blind. Another couple of times we see him healing a multitude, which including some, included some blind people. So I'm looking at these, these miracles and seeing all these times Jesus healed the blind. He gave sight. He gave vision to people. And so I'm Googling, who else healed the blind? Who else healed the, healed the blind in the Bible? And I kept looking, and I couldn't find anybody. This guy said the only, the only person that healed the blind in the Bible was Jesus. And he goes through all the men and women of God, the powerful men and women of God, Old Testament and New. Nobody healed the blind except for Jesus. There's something to this thing. When you encounter him, he will cause you to see. And he wants you to see. It's the most important, the most popular miracle that Jesus did in the Bible. However, Google's not always right. So I started thinking about Saul and Paul. Remember Saul and Paul? Remember when Saul was killing Christians and Jesus encounters him on the road to Damascus, knocks him over, and the Bible says that Jesus made him blind. Jesus made him blind. It's like he made him blind for three days. It was like he put him in a tomb. It was like he, 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 he gave way to his old life. Three days later, Jesus sent a man by the name of Ananias to Saul. And he said, Jesus has sent me here to fill you with the Holy Ghost and to give you sight. So Saul goes blind as Saul, but he wakes up as Paul with a brand new vision to impact the world and change everything because Jesus had an encounter with him on the road. I'm believing today you're gonna have an encounter with Jesus. 
And he may, he may put to bed some of the old things in your life. He may make you go blind to those things because he wants to wake you up to something better, wake you up to something new. It's a brand new year, and he's ready to perform his word. Why don't we stand to our feet? Why don't we stand to our feet? I'm finishing with this scripture. Acts 26, 15 to 18. This is Saul and Paul. It's the same person. But he's given the account of his conversion. And he says, so I said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you persecuted. But rise and stand to your feet. Man, there's something on that. Just rise and stand to your feet. Some people just need to rise up again. We've been beat down, need to rise up again. For I have appeared to you for this purpose, to make you a minister, a witness of both the things which you have seen and the things which will, I, I will yet reveal to you because God is always revealing things to us. He doesn't want to just give you a vision today. He wants to continue to reveal things to you. I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as from the Gentiles to whom I now send you. To what? To open their eyes. God doesn't just want you to have vision. He wants your vision to unlock other people's vision. He's sending you out somewhere. He wants you to live in the miracle realm where you're opening other people's eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light from the power of Satan to God, and they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Come on, say he's ready. Say I'm ready. Say it's gonna be the greatest year of my life, cause he's ready. Amen, let me pray for you. Father, I thank you right now. Lord, I thank you that your word produces hope, faith, and vision. I thank you that today you're putting your words in our mouth, Lord, that we have access to who you are. I thank you for those who are at their wits end, because God, the Bible says, I think it's Psalm 127, and that's where you show up. That's where they get into the God zone. That's where they exercise resurrection power. Father, I pray that we would see what you see so that you would see what we see so that we would operate as one, our spirit, together with your spirit. Lord, speak to us this day and forever, and forever. I pray those that are carrying things, that has put pressure on their sight, causing them to be blurry or blind, I pray those cares and that pressure be released in Jesus' name. Be released in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, let them see. Let them see. Let us see what you see. And Father, we agree with you that you're ready. You're ready to perform your word. Let it be so in 2023. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.